0: You are so talented, it's ridiculous.
1: Somehow, i yeah. completely missed that this job was in Rome. I'm not so sure that it was technically legal. I'm Kieran, I don't know what a producer does, but I want to be one. <laughs> I actually yeah. got on the pitch, I was running around, and there was one little quite hairy moment where I remember one teacher saying, you'll never get anywhere if you're doing that sort of stuff. And I came away from that interview with an unconditional offer.
0: Wow. Because you're just as talented on camera as off it. That's not usual, is it? And I couldn't afford to pay anybody else to do it. Mm. So I didn't have a Jeff. You seem to have an ability to change. Like you're saying, Woolworths crushes DVDs aren't popular anymore, YouTube comes around. That's because they think
1: walking is Kagoul's and Kendall mint Cake. They were out there and they, were the bloody, they didn't have bloody stuff,
0: did they? <laughs> this next generation coming through, I think, will genuinely change I the think, world. I, think I
1: see what you've done here. Yeah. You've mistaken me for the Reverend Andrew White, <laughs> Vicar of Baghdad. Yeah. Isn't that what we really want? Yeah. No, we want to, to have made an impression.
0: Yeah. And have some ripples. Yeah. And, and done something good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No landscape for this one. <laughs> it's a whole different world. <laughs> it is. This is usually. I I never film like this. Yeah. I always film like this because that's just the proper way that's to do telling. it. That's telling. But. I'm trying something new today. Instagram yeah. is, is best that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing an Instagram TV story, yeah. so that's why I have to do it that way, and I don't really like it, but <laughs> <laughs> we've got to get on with it. So we're back for another episode of That David Podcast, and today, I best tell the... Say the guest first, I don't want to be rude. We've got Andrew White, <laughs> Hello. Um, writer, producer, got your own TV show on hmm. Amazon. Yeah. Fantastic. We're going to talk all about you, Andrew, after we say that uh, today's podcast is actually sponsored by Hidden Stag. And Hidden Stag uh, provide gear to get you from the city to the hills, and uh, which is very relevant to what we're going to talk about because you do walks around Britain. Um, it's, they're an Edinburgh-based ethical outdoor clothing brand who I've worked with personally on the David and Donetta stuff and my old dad bug as well. I know them quite well in terms of social media. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, and the clothing's always fantastic. And I'm really happy that they decided they wanted to get involved with the podcast. And they've sent myself and Jeff a couple of hoodies to wear as well. So if you're listening on audio, you're going to have to go over to social media and have a look for that. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I'm actually wearing the hoodie here. But it's red hot, so I'm going to take it off in a second. And we've also got another hoodie. There's Jeff. Come and get in the shot, Jeff. (laughs) Jeff, yeah. Go, I wanted that hoodie, <laughs> but they only did it in navy blue, and I can only wear black, because I'm weird. Yeah, they are really good aren't I they? I really like that as well, look at that, there's a yeah. the detail. There you go, excellent. Can
1: close <laughs> up to that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> up to the yeah, there's going to be
0: pictures and stuff everywhere, I'm not taking it off because I'm like right, that's a sponsored bit, done. get rid of it, I just genuinely am red warm on. It's today. It is really warm. Very warm. Um, So, welcome, Andrew.
1: Thank you, for, thank you for inviting me.
0: No problem. We've spoken on Twitter for, it must be some months now. A while,
1: yes. Yeah? Yes.
0: I don't really remember how it all started. I think maybe no, just because we're from Doncaster.
1: That's how great relationships start, isn't mm. it? You don't quite know when, they've, when they start. It's, no. You
0: just, they just happen and they continue. Yeah. And it's blossomed, then the podcast comes around. You are, you are so talented... It's ridiculous. Like, I've, I've been having a look around. You've obviously got uh, walks around Britain. Yes. Is probably, is, would you say that's your biggest thing, your biggest yeah. project that you've yeah. done, that you've worked on and where most people would probably recognise yeah, okay. you from. Yeah. yeah, so you've done that. You. I've, I've looked around your, well, you tell us what, if I say, what do you do for a living, Andrew? What do you say to that? Because it sounds well, like you do loads.
1: I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a filmmaker and a broadcaster. So yeah. I do, so I write a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Magazines and books. Uh, I make a lot of films and and TV programs, and also I do. I do. I'm I'm a broadcaster, so I do a lot of presenting work, Mm -hmm. and also you know
0: guest interviews on radio and things like that. Yeah, I've seen that your let's say CV, if you like. I looked on Wikipedia, (laughs) like, (laughs) um, and some of the places you've been. So we're talking. Other than Walks Around Britain, which is your own, yeah. um, Nova Productions, yeah. that's your production company yeah. that obviously looks after Walks Around Britain. You've done work for Country File, yeah. um, lots of different BBC radio stations. Yeah. And is it all then around um, walking, uh, public transport? Um, and just general travel in and around the UK? Or? General, generally, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes it, different radio stations know me for different things, actually, because mm-hmm. I often get called up for BBC Hereford and Worcester yeah. to talk about transport. Mm-hmm. But they very rarely talk to me about walking. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Radio Lancaster, Lancaster, Yeah. they talk to me about transport issues yeah so like if there's a strike on i'll get, <laughs> get andrew on. yeah they'll, they'll 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 buzz me and they'll say can you have a can you talk to us about this yeah and it's and it's often now when i can you know i can wake up because i generally wake up before the family do mm-hmm. and i'll just message my wife so i'm on the radio at eight o'clock yeah. and she'll go okay and it's like that you know it's a regular thing It's yeah. n- there's nothing you know yeah remarkable about
0: it (laughs) this what i'm really interested to talk about today is mainly your career because it is so vast and not not necessarily um obviously much of your career is about like we said local transport Mm. um walking and all that type of stuff but i'd like to know more about like where it first started where you thought not necessarily i'm into walking transport trains all that type of stuff but like the behind the scenes, how do you end up with your own production company? How do you get into that type of work? Like filmmaking, broadcasting. Yeah. Like where did you went to Wolverhampton yeah. University? What were you studying there? Video production. Video production. So from a young age you had an interest in I wanna be some yeah. form of creator. I have, I have
1: two I have two early memories, really, of, of television. And <clears throat> one was uh watching uh, an a, a, an old film of this i must have been about sort of four at the time mm-hmm. and it was harold lloyd the silent film star yeah and it's a very famous one i can i never remember the name of the film but it's a very famous image that lots of people remember It's where he's, he's hanging off this building this right. high-rise building on this clock and the clock's falling off
0: all oh, right yeah, yeah and he's
1: sort of hanging off and the jeopardy that's involved in that scene and the way that it was and and it's so fantastic how it's done. It's really simply made. Yeah. But the fact that the camera angle was such that you made, you look as though you, you, you saw it was him. It wasn't a stunt guy. Yeah. And it was, and it, you thought, he's, he's, all,
0: he's, he's, he's yeah, the yeah. Head. And I
1: just thought <laughs> that was fantastic. And I just loved that thing of being able to, I knew that it wasn't real. Yeah, even yeah. back then, but I knew that. But creating the illusion yeah, of amazing, it being amazing, real. Yeah. And I used to love, I used to love programs like Blue Peter um swap shop because they used to show the way that telly was made yeah you used to see behind. so the from scenes. an early age yeah. then
0: you've had an interest of what's happening behind yeah. the camera just as much as in front yeah. of it
1: and things used to go wrong And swap shop was great i mean i used to watch tiz was as well because tiz was was good because you used to see they <laughs> used to be able to try to pie the camera operators and stuff like that which was great because so yeah. then you could see the cameras and stuff but i only used to turn turn over to tiz was if uh, swap Shop wasn't good. Right. <laughs> swap Shop was my. I mean, I am a BBC person. I, yeah. Like, that is my. You know, I, I am that sort of guy. Yeah. So Swap Shop was my was my inspiration, mm-hmm. and I used to watch that av- avidly. And uh, but there was one one bit of Swap Shop once where there was a competition winner who came in to play with I think recorder or flute or something with yeah. the flutist James Goldway. Right. Right. It must have been. It must have been about 18, 1980 or something like that. So it would have been about six, yeah. six or seven.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking, I, I would have been my, minus six. <laughs> and I was thinking, right, and and what
1: he couldn't come to the studio in London for some reason. He was stuck in Galway in, right. in, in uh, Dublin. So they'd got him to a studio in Dublin, and they'd hooked up this plan where this girl who'd come specially to London yeah. was going to play. Mm-hmm with James Galway, and he was going to be in Dublin.
0: Yeah.
1: And she was going to be in London. Yeah. And then they started to explain how technically that was very difficult, because they had to send
0: an audio, a clean audio,
1: from London to to Dublin, so he could hear what she's playing. But then they had to send another clean audio back to London so she could hear what he's playing, but not what she's playing.
0: Yeah.
1: And they just explained the technical... And it, and it was a huge challenge back then to, in order to do this. Yeah,
0: definitely. And
1: I just remember that stuck in my memory so much that this was how amazing this was. Yeah. And it was that sort of things that, that, that really got me into. And there's a very famous bit of Blue Peter where they took you behind the scenes of, and I must I must have been about three. They took you back the whole episode. I think it was a strike day or something, so they hadn't got what they were supposed to be doing. Right, right. It was supposed <laughs> to be there. So they just basically told you how telly worked. Yeah. And they took you all around the
0: studio, and it was like,
1: I just want to do that. Do you
0: think there's um, that's coming back around again a little bit now? Oh Well, I don't know whether it ever went away, but I always find I have a, a much more of an interest of behind the scenes Mm. as well. Almost like I can watch, say like uh, Casey Neistat was a great vlogger on YouTube. Now it's great watching his vlogs because he's a fantastic filmmaker, but then whenever he does an episode about kind of how he's done that vlog, I always find them extra interesting. Yeah. So obviously you've had, I've had that for the last three years. You've had this for your whole life. So you've always been interested in that sort of stuff. Clearly those memories have stuck with you. Um, so, but when was it you started having a go yourself? Was it straight away, or well,
1: my dad as you had got a bit older? My dad had a cine camera, so a Super 8 film
0: camera. Mm-hmm. So the films that lasted about three minutes,
1: and these were, you know, expensive stuff. So I would yeah. save up my pocket money, mm-hmm. and he used to take, you know, films of us as, as kids. And uh, I think I, I must have been about eight, and uh, so I used to make little films with with these with this cine what camera. What sort of films? It was just trying to be like telly. Yeah. In, in the old days, <laughs> when I was young, yeah. ITV, just before the days of, of breakfast television, yeah, ITV started at about half past nine in the morning. Right. And they used to start up with a start-up film. Right. And every ITV company had a different film at the start that we used to say, you know, this is Yorkshire television. And, and when we was used to, we always used to go on holiday to North Wales. Mm-hmm. So we used to, get to see HTV Wales, and their startup sequence was a, a load of images of, of great images of Wales mm. with this rousing orchestral music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welsh music, and I thought, well, I'd like to do something like that. So there was one holiday where the whole, basically, the whole holiday was going around various famous bits of North Wales yeah. that was iconic. So I could just take some photos, some some shots, yeah, and then I put some music to it, and it was so. So I was making basically television as opposed to you know lots of people make films
0: yeah 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 mine was very much television television have you ever um had an interest in making films i hear some people say like casey Neistat, says his youtube videos are like films like and i'm thinking what's the definition of what's the difference between a film and a program is there like a definitive definition or is it just call it what you want I suppose it just—it comes down to the way
1: you're going to show it. I think right. I think a feature film has always been intended to be shown at the theater, the cinema. Yeah, The yeah. theater in America. Yeah. And 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 the television program, obviously, on television. Yeah. I think it's the intent behind right. it because there's a there's a bit of a difference between the way you attack
0: mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. See, it almost makes what I do seem rubbish (laughs) like the modern day vlogger i'm just literally going around going oh look what i'm doing just
1: to to have something which which engages people Mm.
0: it
1: it, it, the the way that you make it doesn't matter Mm. it's it's what you say it's how you communicate it's what you're communicating yeah and if that speaks to an audience
0: yeah that's just
1: as valid Mm. as as you know what steven spielberg does yeah you know I've never compared myself to
0: Steven Spielberg, but, it, but if, yeah, If yeah, it, I get if it connects
1: to somebody, yeah, and it talks to the viewer, mm. to the audience or the listener if it's in radio, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's one person talking to someone. It, it's it, it's it's how it's how you connect.
0: Yeah. So what did you do? So obviously you've had this interest. You're you're doing it yourself at home as a child and what have you. Then you you're off to university to study um, what you're interested in. What did you do after university? What did you go sh- like? What was your first official job within this niche? Well, I you know went I
1: to I went to university because I got I got into university because I was doing. Uh, I li- I'd saved up and I bought a little video camera, mm-hmm. and this video camera didn't have mm-hmm. a zoom lens. So I o- so in order to try to I wanted to do like football programs. Mm-hmm. So I'd got I'd got my Commodore Amiga computer. Which yeah. had a gen lock, so you could put the video going in, and it would take the blue screen off the off the thing and put the graphics over the top. Yeah. So I could record that. So I could put graphics over the top of this of the, of the thing. So, yeah, if I, if I, so I thought, well, well, what I could do is I could film a football match. Mm. So I took the camera to film one of the uh, school football matches that we yeah. were doing, like you know, because uh, we used to have houses. Yeah. So it was like an inter-house football. Oh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I did it from the from, the, from the touch, from the sideline, obviously. And you couldn't see anybody because there were all these little dots, you know. Yeah. Occasionally they'd come quite close up yeah. and then they'd go away again. It was like, I can't see anything. So I thought, well, what would what, what I have to do here? So I thought, well, I'll have to get on the pitch with the camera. Yeah. So the next one I did, I actually yeah. got on the pitch. And I was running around and there was one little quite hairy moment where the, where it was like, almost like 3D where the... Somebody hit the ball and it just sort of went yeah. straight past the camera, and it's like, whoa! What did the what are the players thinking? Well, they were I'm like, trying well, to pass it
0: out to right
1: wing. They were right gonna... up for it. They yeah. were like, this is—I this is, mean, this is, I know, not even Sky Sports has done that now. You well, know, yeah. have, have the camera <laughs> on the pitch. So
0: that's brilliant. They yeah. ought to strap a camera to every player. Yeah, that would be, good, be yeah.
1: quite good. So. I, and I saved up and got another bit better camera that I'd resumed so I was able to do it properly. Yeah. But it was those programmes. I used to do like game shows in the common room Yeah. in the sixth form. And uh, I remember one teacher saying, you'll never get anywhere if you're doing that sort of stuff. So you need to do studies. That
0: seems a very similar story with most successful people. A teacher a saying, you're, you're not going to do, it.
1: do it anywhere. And uh, I remember after getting... Uh, uh, so, so basically, so I, I applied to go to university. And I went to my interview at Wolverhampton, and I said, "I, I don't have any training in, in, in TV, in video making or anything, but yeah. I do. This is these are my what I've been doing." Yeah. And I came away from that interview with an unconditional offer. Wow. So I did go back to the teacher and say, "I've got an unconditional offer." Sir. Yeah. <laughs> did you probably in a swear word? <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Smiled at him. Yeah. So, but, but after university, <clears throat> I went to. I, I, in those days, you had scoured the Media Guardian mm-hmm. on a Monday. You're a right, job. you're right, okay. That, where, that was the, the, the Bible, so you yeah. scoured it. So I was sending letters away here, there, and everywhere and getting. And that was in the days when you'd get letters back saying, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, no, as to. Get to letters. Yeah, today <laughs> it's just like, if you don't <laughs> hear from us in 450 days, it's a no.
1: <laughs> so the amount of times that I got letters coming back saying, we'll keep your name on file. And yeah, your file must be very big if you you yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, 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 and I still got quite a lot of those letters because it's quite nice to go back and have a look at, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so, but I found this one that was uh, for Orbit Satellite Television. I will not go back. So I applied, and I went down for the interview mm-hmm. down to London. It's one of the many interviews I've been down here to London for. Yeah. And I went, and they said, uh, and it was going really well. And then they said, uh, so do you have a passport? And I said, um, yes, of course. Well, I hadn't really, but yeah. not at that time because I hadn't <laughs> any need to. My dad never took us out of the country, so yeah, yeah. there was no need for it. So I was eighteen at the time, and, and nineteen. And uh, they said, uh, yeah, okay, then. So then, 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 so when the, the letter came back, so oh, you, you would like to pleased to announce that you've got the job, Yeah, you know, brilliant, uh, and you need to report to uh, uh, the Via, the Via Nap- uh, Sapienza Network Centre in Rome, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, swear, I'm not, I completely yeah. missed that this job was in Rome. Yeah, no so idea. like the
0: whole way through the interview, there's no, no mention idea. of, you'll be all right going over to Rome what? at a young age, won't you?
1: No idea at all, <laughs> it was never mentioned, it was like, it was, they clearly knew. Yeah, yeah, the job was in Rome. They, yeah. were, they assumed that I did, and I was like, I, I, I don't know. And I look back at the the the, the advert, and I go, Oh, it did not say anything that it's in Rome. No.
0: So, <laughs> so you end up in Rome. So I end up in Rome. That's that fantastic. And how long was you in Rome then for?
1: Well, it was only about four months. The contract was a, was, was for four months, mm-hmm. and then they extended it if they wanted or I extended it if I wanted it. And yeah, although it's a lovely city. Yeah. Uh, it just. It was just one of those things it was just a long time yeah. in my life, you know. Yeah. I, I I felt quite lonely.
0: Yeah, I could imagine. And you're young as well. Yeah. yeah. And and I and I'd imagine as well. I mean, back then I don't know what year we're talking, but not many Brits go abroad, do they? Like to live and work no, this and would stuff.
1: Have been, oh, when was it? Ninety four. Yeah. I mean the, 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 there was a lot of Brits at the T V centre. Right. Because it was mainly. Yeah. And they
0: were all going, Did you know it were in Italy? <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> Mainly,
1: mainly Brits that were there, you know. Yeah. Um, well, at least that's not too bad. But it was then. a brilliant. It was a brilliant atmosphere. Yeah, and and there was oh, some some, but it was very very. I mean, it was a very dodgy operation back then. Mm. We were doing some stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not so sure that it was technically legal. Oh, what stuff? Well, they were, they were <laughs> this is the programs.
0: title, right? They yeah. were
1: showing programs that I don't think they had the rights to
0: show. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> my, job, my job was barcoding. Right. Which is, so, so what I was doing is I, I would be in a room kind of like this with a couple of machines. This was this is when, when everything was on tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd get a tape and I'd put it in a machine and I'd fast forward it to the start of the program Yeah. press a button. Fast forward it to the advert break, press a button. Fast forward it to the beginning of the next bit of the bit, press a button, go to the end, press a button.
0: Yeah.
1: Press another button, a barcode would come out and I'd stick it on the tape, and then I'd put it to one side. And then wow. I'd go and get the next.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was my job.
0: And that's all you did all day? That's all my job. They, they had to get some English kid to go all the way over to Italy to do some labelling up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if you if you so so the we're doing twelve hour shifts. Uh, you know, so there was day shifts and there was night shifts. So if you'd got to a good point, if you'd really cracked on at mm. the night time, because there was less stuff at night. Yeah. If you really cracked on, you could, you could get, you know, you could watch a few programs. Yeah, yeah. In its entirety. Yeah. yeah. So I used to watch I did programs. Like, I mean, they used to, they used to be showing uh, Late Show with David Letterman. All right. From yeah. The States. Yeah. Uh, so that I used to watch that quite. That was that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of programs that you you could you could actually watch, yeah. and then you just crack on, you know, get yeah, get yeah, a few yeah, more yeah. done, get really quick.
0: Definitely. So, at so what at what point then? So you've done that your first job in Italy, you've come back to England, you've got other similar jobs. Yeah, at what point? Are, at the what point jobs. are you thinking? Like, I'm going to have a crack at all this myself as, like, a freelancer. So Because you, you, a freelancer, you're not really working for anyone. You're working no. for lots of different people Yeah, different well, times. I did a lot of
1: freelancing. And then I, then I decided that I was going to go to the Northern Media School at Sheffield. I wanted to do a postgraduate course. Mm-hmm. So I'd saved up a lot of money. Because the good thing about the job in, in Rome was that it was, they were paying quite handsomely. Yeah. So I could live quite frugally, even though I was paying a, a extortionate rents in Rome. hmm uh, but I could live quite frugally and save some money, so that yeah, was quite yeah. nice. So I came back and I did this postgraduate <laughs> course. I started it, and I was really, really thinking, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to be so out of my depth here because you know these people are going to be."
0: Mm.
1: Weird. And, and amazingly, for some strange reason, there was a, there was a, the, all the media school in Sheffield. Then was I? You either did drama or documentary and, and knowing what i did later on in my life i should have gone for the documentary yeah. but i went for drama one right and they said what do you want to you know what, what specialities do you want to do so i said producing and yeah. sound right and i went to the producing seminar the first one where we all in you know all these students who'd all paid to be you know to do this course yeah yeah and we all sat down and we were going round. And the, and it was like, so introduce yourself and tell us about yourself. So the first bloke, he said, I'm Kieran. I don't know what a producer does, but I want to be one." <laughs> I'm thinking, this is not good news. No. This is not a good start. <laughs> you know, so it, then basically it turned out that everybody was there, were there
0: because they could pay as opposed to yeah. having a degree of... So you've gone into it thinking, like, I might be out of my depth, I'm and the you get there, you think, depth, oh, yeah. actually, yeah. so is everyone else. So basically,
1: <laughs> I, I did I did the, the first part of it, and I thought, I'm not bothering with this anymore. Right. And that was the
0: end of it, really, for education. Should have done the documentary. I should have done the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever think, though, like, uh, so did you do anything? Because you're just as talented on camera as off it. That's not usual, is it? Like, well, you tend to get some people that are really comfortable stood in front of a camera but they yeah. don't really know what they ongoing job I think I think,
1: I think it's changing because I think that multi-skilling mm. has made it so that you've because no one to-
0: wants a real job anymore they want to <laughs> if I've got loads of skills I'll just get hired be able to freelance I think
1: I think it's also a case of that you know the industry demands it yeah you know they know they need to have people yeah, that's a first. good
0: point, because um, it's almost like in the blogging world, it's like, oh, we want you for your blog, which you is cool, as well but do you do video as well? Yeah, oh, and yeah. you've got a good social media presence, right, well, I want the full package, yeah. and it, it makes sense, to be yeah. fair. Why?
1: I think, that, I mean, it, that being on camera came back to being at university at Wolverhampton. Because we were set challenge, we were set sort of assignments of things that we had to do. Mm-hmm. So we had one where it said, right, you have to have this 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 topic has to be this assignment has to be, it has to have elements of studio. So it has to be a multi camera in the studio, but it has to have a location reports, and it has to the location report has to tie into the studio. Yeah. And because Wolverhampton University's art and design block is pretty much right next to Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Mm. And the halls of residence where I was staying, literally, was all over the road. I thought, well, why don't we do like a a football-style results programme and we can have a report from Wolverhampton Wanderers? Because they were knocking down loads of their old stands at this time and building this new impressive stadium that they've got. I thought, well, that seems to be a good ruse. So then, when I tend to... I don't know if some... I'm not a very. I don't. I don't think I'm a controlling person. But everybody else <laughs> uh, has said, "Well, you, you're the. You can. You're the director. You producer. You you decide what we're yeah. doing." Then so it's like, "Well, I'll decide what we're doing." Then shall I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, So so this is what we decided. Or I decided that we were going to do, but nobody wanted to present it.
0: So, so, so right, if, I'll do that I as well. Do it. I'll
1: yeah. have to present it. Yeah. So it wasn't something that I wanted to do. I never really wanted to. Yeah. And when it came to the walks, I tried. I, I did several versions hmm. back in sort of 2009. I did several versions where there wasn't a presenter. And All they right. just didn't work.
0: Yeah. do you? I find people want a personality <laughs> people, to get behind. People in. like people. Yeah, they? and like looking at some scenery, it's lovely. Yeah. But how often do you tune in to look at some hills yeah, and stuff? exactly. <laughs> so, so it was like, so I was doing these videos and I was thinking,
1: they just don't work, why don't they work? And mm. I thought, well, I'll have to try... And put somebody off to be a presenter. So basically, I, so from the walk's perspective, it was me because I was the only person doing it, Yeah. and I couldn't afford to pay anybody else to do it. Mm. So I you thought, didn't well, I'll Jeff. just have to <laughs> you have a Jeff. No, and, and so I just thought, well, I'll just have to, I'll just do these demos with me doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the demos just con- <laughs> continued because that was how it worked. Yeah. Uh, so it, I never intended
0: it to be to be yeah yeah so you see you're on camera you're off camera you can do it all and then how did it come around then think i'll have my own production company because like what what does a production company actually do well a production company makes stuff yeah
1: and we make as much stuff as we can
0: yeah pitch for and you make stuff oh yeah so you'll make stuff for other people yeah. that's then like nothing to do with andrew why yeah. it. it's just cool, like we've met that for you. yeah that's yours do i mean you i
1: want. used to before walking i did a load of videos and you know going back to sort of transport mm-hmm. my love of transport mm-hmm. i was making uh, videos about say for, for example fine scotsman so a, 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 a company who'd release dvds and videos yeah. would would commission me to make program about flying scotsman right i'd give them the tape and they'd put it the out on dvd and yeah they'd give me money yeah uh, and that was how it worked for quite yeah. a long time until until Woolworths collapsed right 2008 yeah, yeah yeah and then the whole thing started to go a bit south mm. a bit pear-shaped
0: is that when you started thinking and is that when, when youtube kind of come around it was yeah and all yeah. of that kind of thing and the big changes
1: there and I thought, and, and I was owed a lot of money by companies that went bust. Wow!
0: And I just thought, I've got to do something different here. Yeah. Do you know what you should have done at that point? Well, I can't tell you. You're more successful than I am. But <laughs> oh, what I'd have done is, yeah. I've got a love of transport. You, do you have a love of football, or did it just so happen that the football stick? Because you've mentioned football a couple of times. I think I think it's just it's a it's it's a passing type of thing. My, my dad's always was always a football fan. Yeah. Mm. Uh. You should have done like an away days because <laughs> yeah. you'd got your travel in there, yeah. the yeah. football in there. Yeah. You could be in front of camera, off camera. I do.
1: I, I mean, we. My dad was a Sheffield Wednesday supporter. Oh, sorry about that. I, so he was. So so in, by such he was always craving disappointment. <laughs> and and uh, and on on the odd times that Wolves would play uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Wolves would always win. So yeah. Like, no, Are you
0: a Wolves definitely. fan? Well, Rovers and Wolverhampton. Yes. Yeah. Rovers because you're from here, yeah. and Wolverhampton because I saw so you went to university. And yeah. So, um,
1: and yeah. um, my, one, my one of my friends who was on the course, his dad was, I think, the architect for one of the big stands. Ah. So a couple of times we got he'd he got me into the their box.
0: Yeah. Wow. So
1: when you go and and to, to, you know. So, when, when people say, well, What was your first football match? Where, where did you? Well, I went to in the box. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That was my first experience Some people are like, going to a football match. I went match. to Bellevue at yeah, Doncaster yeah. And it, well, it was run down. In, yeah, it was in the box at Wolfhampton, one of the main stands. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is pretty good. Yeah.
0: yeah. almost like very few people, as times change, can change with it. You seem to have an ability to change with it. Like you're saying, Woolworths crushes DVDs aren't popular anymore. YouTube comes around, you get yourself on YouTube. Amazon, a video streaming service mm. now that lots of people have, you found your way on there as well. So you seem to be able to adapt really is it something you consciously do or are you just oh, kinda yes. like, oh yeah. that's new, let's I do that.
1: My, I mean, my big, my big worry is that there'll be something that comes along mm. that I don't understand. Right. You know, I mm. mean I, I haven't done Snap. I don't do Snapchat. Yeah no neither But not, then I... but my my target audience doesn't do Snapchat, so yeah, therefore exactly. I'm not, I'm not missing out much, you know, yeah. if I said well I want to get, uh, if I'm talking to young people, Snapchat, then your Snapchat's you will it. so yeah. it's about Horses for Courses, but I just look at it and I think, you know, that, that does concern me, whether it's, you know, you know, social media type of stuff, or whether it's yeah. a, a format of, of, of a way of working, hmm. I always try to keep on top of it, even if I don't decide to go into it, you know. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, Twitter was my big thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is that your favourite, would you say, Twitter?
1: Yeah, because I think I was, I got, I mean, basically all of Walks Around Britain started because it's 10 years this year. Oh, wow. So it's 2009. Yeah. Uh, But that was, I, I started the Twitter account in 2009.
0: Right. So early adopter because, like, even myself, three and a half years ago, I didn't exist on the internet really. I think I had Facebook for a couple of years, then I got rid of it, and I was always like, well, this social media stuff? A load of rubbish!" Like, I'm not, <laughs> and now I'm like, "Oh, it's actually my job. It's really weird." <laughs> so, how does the Amazon thing come around come about? Then, do you approach them? Did somebody approach you? No, I,
1: I approached them. Yeah, and, uh, and and I think again, it's just a question if if you've got something of. of That's that the people want to watch. Yeah, they're they're interested in.
0: Yeah, where so? How do you define what your target audience is then?
1: It's it's tricky because the the walking series is it's designed so that people can get into walking.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that the idea is that if you if you've never walked before, you should be able to watch an episode and and be inspired. Yeah. Now, you know, so the, I think generally what it came, how it came about was walking programmes tend to be about hills and mountains and mm. long-distance trails. Yeah. I don't think that they generally inspire. I think if you already want to walk, mm. they inspire you to go and do some more walking. Yeah. But I don't think that they ever inspired people who were sitting on the settee. Yeah. Never walked before. I don't think they watch other walking programmes and go, do you know what? I'm gonna to go to the summit yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I've got no kids. I've never done it before, but I'm gonna to go to the top of that mountain. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe if we could just do something because there's so much that we could, as a society, mm-hmm. as a country, we need to walk more. Yes. If we walked, if we all walked four miles a, a week, yeah, we'd be a lot healthier nation.
0: Yes. We'd, be, we'd
1: have more you know mental health benefits we'd have mm-hmm. much more benefits when it comes to heart you know the reduction in heart disease mm-hmm. heart attacks yeah the reduction of type two diabetes we know now that with with a change of, uh, of diet and an increasing activity mm-hmm. if you have type two diabetes, you can draw that back yeah now you know the, 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 all of the problems <coughs> that there is for the NHS not come from from immigrants coming over and, and, and wanting you know tourism health tourism Mm -hmm. it's basically us sitting down on a settee and not doing anything right yeah so if we can change that yeah we could have a healthier nation
0: and that's part of your mission is to create these i think i saw is it like between two to to eight miles two to eight mile walks where if you are thinking oh i think i should just get out and do a bit bit of walking like Two miles, it's yeah. not that much, is it? I mean yeah. what how can you do two miles in like Do they say your average walking pace, like a mile every twenty minutes or something? Is so that rough? Yeah, depends on who, it, who, yeah, you, depends are, on who yeah. you are, like your average average But the point or was or. that I wanted to make it so that
1: you watch if you if you happen just happen you're freaking through and you just happen to be on, on, on my programme,
0: mm-hmm. that you
1: wouldn't look at it and go, Do you know what? I don't think that's for us. Yeah. I wanted it to be that you could look at it and go, ah, oh, There's no mountains on
0: that one. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's a country park. Yeah.
0: There's
1: a country park down there. Yes. Well, it's a canal.
0: Yeah. So we've you're canal, offering...
1: We've got a canal just over there. Never thought about walking along
0: the canal. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, you know. So it's more like you're offering... You're like kind of dangling a little carrot, say, Look, it's just an introduction into a little stroll. Yes. If you like. Yeah. Like, we're not saying, oh, look at us. We're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or yeah. whatever it is that people do yeah. now. It is just literally... Just get yourself out around your local area. Because I think as well, we noticed this is a little bit similar, but the analogy I'll use is when we started home educating our six-year-old boy, we opened our eyes to all of the things that were available to him educationally, um, like physically, there's even stuff for him mentally and just all the rest of it, it all plays into one. It's like we opened a new world right on our doorstep that we never knew was there. And it's almost like you're doing that in terms of walking and exercise. It's like, there, if you actually open your eyes, there's probably loads of trails around your own village that are, that you could just start walking. Like you say, the health benefits. A lot. I know a lot of people, uh, including Jeff himself, that that do running. They go out running and stuff. Because it's literally all you need is a pair of trainers. Put your trainers on. Go out for a run. And what the one thing that I always hear people who do walking, running. It's not even always the physical benefits. It's the mental benefits. So that's what I'm really interested about. Because I'm always trying. Um, to keep a positive mindset and I always just think it goes hand in hand if you've got a negative uh, if you're negative physically yeah. it's not good for your mind if you're negative um, in your mind it's not good for your body like they both have to be yeah. good All and what you you're, you're about, doing is like come on yeah. this is every, anyone can do this yeah when mm. you think about
1: emotions mm-hmm. the word motion is in there yeah yeah you can't I get, get away that. from that yeah. So you have to, you have to get out. You have to get moving. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's so much, so much research that's been done on on the power of of movement. Yes. And we have to do that. We're not designed to sit down for any length no. of time. We, we we were a species that was designed to get out. Yeah. And do stuff and hunt and and, yeah. and gather.
0: Well, people know themselves. If you have one of those days, like a lazy day. The more lazy you are, say, first thing in the morning, you lounge around and you're kind of like, oh, it gets to dinner time. You can't be bothered to do it because you've done nothing. Yet you get up in the morning and go and do something it's almost like it doesn't play well with your head because you're like, well, I've got out and done something. I should be tired, but I'm not. I've got more energy to do more. And then it, go, it just builds and builds and yeah. builds throughout the day. And it seems to be the opposite. So if you're like lazy and not doing anything in the morning, you'd think, well, I have more energy in the afternoon because I've done nothing. do not work like that, does it? Yeah,
1: and I think also, so it, it, it's about mm. trying to look at it and go, right, well, I wanted to make it so that we could explain the benefits. Mm. But I think if you preach that... Yeah. You tend to switch off. Yeah. So the idea was all well, that let's let's tell a story because a story, good story's got a beginning, a middle, and an end, mm-hmm. and a good walk has got a beginning and a middle and an end. Yeah. And lots of places that we that we go to, everywhere is a great see, because people say this is what I've been sort of fighting against is this 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 ethos that if you're going to go walking in this country, you've got to go to one of those special areas. You know, to go to Scotland or Lake District. Yeah. And there's lots of people who are, you know, adamant that they're they're the only places that you can go. Mm. And then you say, well, I, I like to go walking in Doncaster. Yeah. And they're like, there's no walking Doncaster. Uh, That's because there's there no is. mountains. In yeah. Doncaster. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is, and and again, it comes down to like, you know, it's taken a long time for for like tourism people and for. Uh, uh, people who are in, in, involved in, men, in in health mm-hmm. in places like Doncaster to come to terms with the fact that actually the fact that people think that there's no good walking in, in places like Doncaster is the fact that there isn't any mountains but actually that's one of the reasons why we're going to get more people out walking yeah because people who ha- don't walk very often mm. don't like mountains No. and the outdoor industry who creates all the all the brands and and the and the shoes and the and the, and the backpacks and all of that? Yeah, they don't get that. They no. don't seem to get the fact that actually, yeah. to getting this, I, I look at it, I see it, say it's a pyramid. Yeah. So at the top you've got your mountain explorers, you know, mm-hmm. those people who really really want to push themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got your hill walkers who go and do like all the rain rights in in the Lake District and they, they do the you know do the, all those. Five times, or you know, we've been to all the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, but that's not me. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the people already walking. Yeah. In that bit, and then you get at the bottom huge amount of people who've never walked, wouldn't yeah. class themselves as a walker.
0: Yeah.
1: Because of various reasons, and maybe that's because they think walking is kigwals and Kendall Mint Cake. Yeah, yeah. Kendall because that's Mink. the sort of thing that it's yeah. always looked like, hasn't it? That's what every yeah. walking. You know? It
0: does seem that the branding. T- um, to try and pull people into walking is almost like there is no beginner part yeah. it's like if you found, want to be a yeah. walker you've got to go straight for being like a professional walker walk and it's it, like and that, you know, it's, you've got
1: that big that, that, that second tier that's, yeah. you've got to jump somehow and of course people don't because and, and that's what I think that uh, the Ordnance Survey was saying and that's one of the reasons why I'm an Ordnance Survey get outside champion because they're looking at the ways of trying to get more people active mm. And and that sort of message of saying, well, actually, well, you know, we need to encourage people who've never, never thought about going walking. Yeah. Now, if you're the the people who make all this clothing and the backpacks and all of that, Mm -hmm. they finish work on a Friday and they go to the Lake District for the weekend and they go gill scrambling. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, they'll go and walk up up rivers. (laughs) Yeah. They're really into the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. They can't see... That there are people who hate it.
0: Yeah, I'm so not very outdoorsy at all. They, but, I do they like walking. Think,
1: but they just think, but how can people hate this? This is love. Lo- lo- yeah, it's lovely to you, mm. but it's not what everybody thinks is a, is a great time. Yeah, you know, because maybe they they're fear they're fearful of getting lost. Mm. Maybe they're fearful of you know having to call out mountain rescue because the only time that you ever hear the word bloody on the news yeah. is when somebody at Mountain Rescue <laughs> says, they were out there and they were bloody, they didn't have bloody stuff, did they? <laughs> All of them, they didn't have a, you know, it's like, they didn't have enough Kendall mink cake, so yeah. that's, you know. and, but there's serious, you know, people, and this people just are not, guided, every, yeah. not knowing where to go and That's and it, and, and, and sometimes
0: serious. people just don't want to put that much effort in. Mm. It's like, look, I'm willing to go for a walk down our local canal and there and back, it's a mile and a half, I'm cool with that, yeah. but I was doing nothing before. Yeah. And it's like, that's fine. So you I can't country, be bothered to go climbing mountains. Magazine,
1: which is the entry-level magazine in this country, right. I, I, I've been buying that since, I don't know, 2003 or something. Mm-hmm. So I did a couple of weeks ago, I went back through all the back issues, and I looked through about 50 back issues, and each one of them has got 27 walks in it. Mm-hmm. And now of all of those, there was about, I think I, I, sp- I spotted about six or seven that, were, that had walks that were lower than four miles, mm-hmm. they were, they were less than four miles.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just think that the, there is this, in, This is I think there's a perception in the industry, in, in guidebook writers and stuff like that, where they just think that anything less than four, that's not a walk. How could anybody want to do that? <laughs> and they don't understand that there's this yeah, big, yeah. big, big load of people at the bottom. And we have to get people at the, at the bottom of my pyramid, we have to get them moving.
0: Yeah. And that's what your job is all about. Yeah, really. and that's what I
1: thought. I thought if I could look if I could do something just to show that a middle aged bloke with a bit of a tummy can <laughs> yeah. go out and enjoy walking.
0: Yeah, yeah. And his
1: two kids can come out walking as well. Mm-hmm. And his four dogs can go out walking as well. Mm-hmm. And a few other people, you know, guest presenters can come along and they can they can enjoy it as well. Yeah. If we could do that and we can tell a story and we can say, actually, actually, look, we're not as much doing for a walk here, but we are actually. We, we're going to, in you know, we're going to find out about so and so's past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to look around this country house, you mm. know, and the grounds. We're going to see why in this country park the ground, the all, you know, the, the house got demolished, and we're going to discover all these things. Yeah, it's about Britain. It's about history. It's
0: about heritage. Yeah,
1: it's about stories. That's and it. We all love stories.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, think that's
1: it, where the difference
0: is. Yeah, it is becoming much more popular. Like when I see a lot, and I think it becomes a lot more popular in uh, families as well. Like, because for me, the thought of going out for a walk before I had kids and stuff, I'm like. Why would what? I go for a walk? For? Like, it yeah. just seems a waste of time to me. Yeah. Uh, but obviously now I'm like, no, actually, there's just so the much to thing. discover. Yeah, yeah? Like, like where um, English Heritage members we go to. There's Cus, uh, is Cusworth. Uh, no, Cusworth's not. I don't yeah, know it is. Or Broadsworth. Broadsworth is, Broadsworth is unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, I would never appreciate that as an 18 year old teenager. Mm. I couldn't care less. Now, as a full-grown man who's got children and stuff, it's like, look at this, this is cool. Yeah. And and it's almost like we're going to look at all this wonderment. We're not going for a walk. Yeah, We're going to look at all this cool stuff and we just happen to walk around it. Yeah. And it's almost like you kind of it's trick the kids into going percent, for a walk.
1: Yeah. So like, let's discover things, let's explore. Yeah, you know, it sounds a lot things. more
0: interesting yeah. than let's go for a but walk. But I think
1: that the great thing about and it's all about diversity too, You know, mm. because I was very keen on making sure that... You know, it wasn't just Walks Around Britain with Andrew White. Mm. That it was a case of having all the presenters in there that who, yeah. who, who have a different face, you know, they're a different gender, mm. which helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they have different ways of looking at things, different ways of talking. Mm-hmm. I think the more that you see yourself on television represented, yeah. the more that you relate to it. Yeah. It's when you see just, you know, a, an upper-class, uh, you know, middle-aged person saying lots of things and you think well that's not me that's not talking to me that's not who i am i'm yeah. not seeing myself you know so i don't i don't i don't try to i don't talk with any different accent
0: no no yeah you know, that try is, to talk but put your telephone voice on. i don't have a telephone voice. <laughs> yeah. you
1: know, this is just who i am so so that that comes through yeah and and maybe that's one of the things that, that work but yeah it, it's but i think that's showing having the kids on shows that you can do these things as a family.
0: Yes. You
1: know, and it's nice to show that they're having a laugh and, and they're yeah. enjoying it. And, that's and, good.
0: As you mentioned your children, are you all right to talk about Alana? Mm. Alana. She is mind-blowing. <laughs> like, what she... I mean, fuck oh, we should tell people with contact. How, how old is she? 16? Uh, so?
1: 15. Well, she's 16 next
0: week. Right. Wow, that's even more impressive then because <laughs> I thought she was already 16. So she's... In the youth parliament, yes, is it, What is it called of the, officially? She's
1: a member of the Doncaster Youth Council. Right. So she's the Hayfield Schools representative. I think there's a few, but she's the Hayfield School representative on the youth council. Yeah. It's Doncaster. Mm-hmm. And then out of that, she put herself forward to be one of the two youth UK Youth Parliament.
0: For the whole of the UK, the oh, of there's Doncaster, only two of them. Yeah. So there
1: was Doncaster. Right. There's two in Doncaster. Oh, right, right. Like okay. a member of the, of the, like an MP for Doncaster. Yeah. So and she's, she's one of one those. of those two. And last year, 2007, 18, she spoke at the House of Parliament. That's Parliament. what I
0: saw. And she's, what was she speaking about? I can't remember the topic. Uh,
1: it was a debate. She was debate lead against equal pay for equal work.
0: Yes, and I remember watching it, and I think it's just a couple of minutes clip I saw, yeah. or probably you shared it on Twitter, probably. and I just remember <laughs> thinking, yeah, well, definitely proud, because I remember listening and thinking, like, that's probably the longest I've ever listened and concentrated <laughs> to anybody in the House of Commons ever. And I'm thinking, how has she engaged me? And But she did, and, I'm, and I think that's um, probably because she's young, Obviously, mm-hmm. when you see a young person speaking so well in a place that is usually where adults are, yeah, um, and adults that have power and all that, like they're mouse of Commons people, they're a different kettle of fish. And to see a young person speaking so well and so passionately and articulate, it's like this is inc- how do you, how did you make that? How did, how I did look, you build I, that? I, do. I
1: look at that and I think I think what? How did we do that? Yeah, it's
0: just. Incredible. Like what's um where so when that's happening, you as a parent, you must be thinking like, this is amazing, mm. like this is incredible. I'm so proud. so happy. Did are you like, into politics as a family anyway? Like where does a
1: I think I'm I'm probably more political than than my wife.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and Alana just got... seems to have yeah, it's, gone think, towards that. I've,
1: I've always tried to I I, I, I I make no secret of the fact that I'm sort of left. Of centre,
0: right.
1: Uh, But I've always tried to give her enough information because she's always been like a sponge, big sponge. Yeah. So I've always given her both sides of everything. I've tried to be as as neutral. Yeah. There's all the information. Yeah. So some people say this.
0: Yeah. Some
1: people will say this. You know. Conservatives will view, will, will have this view. Labour people will have this view. You know, mm. Liberal Democrats will have this view. Mm. And so, I've always tried to give her enough information that she can make her own. She's, she's mm. uh, got a, 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 a decidedly, uh, her own yeah. agenda. Yeah. She yeah. understands what she wants to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it's poli- I think, it's either politics possibly, or she might even be a. I think at the moment she's thinking about being a
0: political correspondent. Wow. So, and that's, that'll be your influence as well, Probably. won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you prefer her to do? Or not bother? Whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah, whatever she wants. That's, that's what a good parent says, isn't it? <laughs> I hope so. well, yeah.
1: I, 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 just, I just think that if, if, you know, if I can open some doors, mm. you know, you can't, that's what you want to do for your kids, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and my parents didn't have anything to do with media. No. So they do they, they weren't able to they were very supportive. Yeah. But they weren't able to open any doors. Yeah. And I think that fortunately I'm in a position where I've been able to just say, well, you know point her in the right direction yeah. to things. Because I know more about these sort of things. Yeah, know? yeah, that's it. Uh, but she's still gotta do it herself.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. She's still
1: gotta go down to London, you know by herself not by herself but she went down with with the with the gang going down mm. it was
0: still her who had to stand up yes because that's difficult at 15 but mm. well, yes you're 15 then yeah. I'd like to speak like that. It's just incredible. I will leave a link of that wherever you, if you listen on the podcast or watch on YouTube, I'll leave a link to that clip if I can find it. Yeah, I'm, I bet you've got it I've twenty got it, times I've saved. Yeah. yeah, I've got it on every hard drive, of yeah. every cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I will leave the link because it is definitely worth a watch. Is there anything you would like to get out there on the podcast uh, with any other things that you do? I know that you do the ordinance survey. I know we we spoke about that a little bit. Um, and I'm sure you do some other stuff that encourages people to get into walking locally and things like that.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, it's, I think getting out walking is, 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 is very good. People mm. ought to try and do it, even if you haven't walked before. You yeah. don't, it's, not, it's not this big, scary thing. No. You <laughs> know. And if you're in an urban area, you're not going to get lost. No. You just turn around and come back. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of what well, if you go to a local council's website, you'll probably find loads of walks there, and they'll all be easier, tight walks. Mm-hmm. You know, and just because it's on the flat or it's in the you know, go for a walk in your town or your city, Go to country parks, woodlands, yeah. all of those things. I think a lot more kids are now getting involved, getting getting used to the idea of of the environment, and they're looking at the environment and they're thinking, why have we got? plastic bottles mm. why have we got single-use plastic bottles and then the whole things of that the plastics movement yeah, that's yeah, coming yeah. up and, and the environment and I think a lot of young people kids are looking at that and thinking actually you are messing it all up for us yes you know and we want to do something different and if you can capture that it's all about environment it's all about nature mm-hmm. so if you've got kids who are interested in that then getting them out to a a wildlife centre, getting them out to a country park,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. getting them out to a woodland and going for a walk is all about that kind of thing. It's all
0: capitalising on that desire that they have
1: to change the world. Yeah, And, you know...
0: I think, I don't know, I mean, you've got two two children? Two daughters, yeah.
1: Are they both teenagers?
0: No, because Olivia is... uh, She's 10. Right, okay. So I've got two teenagers and then two little ones. I do see that the younger generation, I think they're going to be much smarter than ours, mm. and much more like you're alluding clued to up. there. Yeah, clued up about the actual planet and thinking, mm. oh shit, actually they have messed this up. Yeah. We are going to have to change it. it. Have and I actually think messed. the next generation. I mean, you look at Alana and the way that she can speak and articulate herself at such a young age. My daughters as well are much more wide-eyed and open to all sorts of different ideas, much more open-minded about society, about the world, about everything. Even like politics. If someone mentioned politics to me when I was 14, I'd be like, I don't even know what that is. But like, just give me a football, I'm not interested. Nowadays, it does seem this next generation coming through, I think, will genuinely change I the think, world. I
1: think, I'm, I'm hopeful.
0: Yeah. I'm hopeful.
1: Because I think there's there's so much... <clears throat> there's so much negativity. There's so much to be ups- upset and, and angry about.
0: Yeah, yeah. but there's also... See, with social media, this is what I think is going to help them change the world. Is Social media makes it easy for everybody to point out all of the problems, mm. but it also makes it easier for us to get together and actually do something about it. You don't have to go knocking on doors and go, oh, are you bothered about plastic, yeah or no, because I'm going to do something down at Community Centre. You literally like go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you're like, look, this is what's happening, yeah. let's do something about this. All you have to do is join our Facebook group. And Then we'll do something from there, so I do think it will help them actually. You know, I mean,
1: Olivia has said she, she, we watched that uh, that program that uh, Hugh and Anita did about plastics on mm-hmm. a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and she said, We all, we lots of the kids in, in her school bring in single-use plastic bottles, yeah, and they have like aspire points that they get for, for good behavior. All she right. said, Why don't the school? give more aspire points to people who bring reusable bottles in so she went to Smart. the head and, and suggested this yeah and it's something that they might be doing in the next year, next term so you're going to have two
0: politicians in the family I don't know. two she, people she, changing the she's, world she's
1: a very big dog lover she right lives, olivia loves her dogs yeah, so yeah. She, at the moment she wants to be a police dog handler wow because when we go to crufts yeah every year the west midlands police force do the it's pretty much the same display every year, yeah, but they yeah, do. Yeah. But it's a very impressive display. Yeah, these yeah. Dogs. Well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> And uh, And she's like, I want to do that. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Wow. So at the moment, she's going to be a law, in, a law enforcer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with dogs. And, and a Alana's probably going to be re- Yeah, going to be reporting
0: on. That's incredible. I think that says a lot about you as a person as well, as you as a father, that they seem so switched on so open-minded and so focused on like what they want to do because like a lot of people you can talk to a lot of children now they don't know what they want to do yet or or they want to be a youtuber yeah that's it like pretty much when i was a kid it was just i want to be a footballer well what are you going to do if you're not a footballer don't know but i'm going to be a footballer <laughs> and then my knees went and i just weren't good enough and you think oh shit i'm actually gonna to have to do, to do something, something yeah 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 i
1: think uh, it i think it helps having because you know it, it's not it's not always easy because, you know, I, I'll, I'll get up in the morning and sometimes, you know, you, you've got, you've had a day and the day has been when you've had, uh, you know, four rejections of big things that you were really hoping for happening, mm-hmm. you know, and you go, this, this is not good, yeah. you know, and so you have those kind of days, but I think that when it's, when I get an email from somebody and they say, you know, we've been out walking, the family's been out walking for the very first time after watching Being Inspired by Your Programme. Yes. And I can show that to the kids and then say, look, you being on the programme has inspired this family. family to go out walking for the first time. Yeah. And I think they can look at that and they can go, well, you know, you might not, we might not live in a big palace, we might not live, you know, out in the countryside with loads of stables, yeah. we might not be rich. Yeah, yeah. but we are happy and yeah. we, we're making something that is inspiring other people to do something positive mm. and maybe that's where they're getting that from you
0: know? I think yeah that is, that's fantastic because that I think is what we're all trying to do, like this entire podcast is about um, raising awareness for different things about me, this podcast is really selfish it's called that David podcast because it is about, I want to learn as much as I possibly can from all the different types of people that I have on here, so we might be talking politics one week, we're talking about walking and the mental health benefits, physical benefits, um, I'm probably gonna I think I've got somebody coming on at some point to talk about mental health, like depression and stuff like that, and then we've got YouTubers on, we've got uh, people that are in fashion like some and then I'm gonna do some episodes that are just purely to have a laugh about certain topics and stuff so I' just think we're all trying to kind of do our bit and say oh look this is what this person's doing well, I kind
1: of think that this is that like my calling and you know it's not mm. the only thing that I ever want to do yeah walking uh but I do look at it and I think if I can just make it so that, you know, a couple of families have gone out and a couple of people have gone out and done something and mm. I've made a difference. And yeah. if at the end of the day, when the chips are down, isn't that what we really want? Yeah. Then we want to, to have made an impression Yeah. and have some ripples and, yes. and, and done something good.
0: Yeah, brilliant. A great way to, to look at the world, really. I think more people should be like that because if we all just did our bit, it's mm. not about somebody changing the world. It's about just everyone doing a little bit And then we'll all get there in in, in the end. I've got a question that I ask everybody. I don't know if you're ready for it. You've got to change your name for Mm. the rest of your life. What would you change your name to?
1: I would... See, the problem with Andrew White is that it's a very common name.
0: Right. It's either common or popular. I don't know which one it
1: is. (laughs) So I I, I, I got a phone call from... uh, this must have been. It was Christmas Eve a couple of years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I said, "Andrew, oh, we would. It's uh, it's Ed Z Radio in in, in in Nevada, and we want to talk to you about uh, about Christmas." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's 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 fine, because obviously this is not yeah. that unusual that I get a call from a radio station yeah, yeah. wanting to interview me. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, uh, right." Uh, Anything particular that you want to talk about Christmas about? Yes, about your experiences. Right. Okay. Experience of b- Christmas. It's a bit bizarre, right? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, and, and, and just tell us what it's like uh, there, you know, uh, at Christmas. What, in Doncaster? In Christ- You? In... No, no, in Baghdad. <laughs> Baghdad. Ah, now, I see what you've done here. Yeah. You've mistaken me for the reverend. Andrew White, <laughs> vicar of Baghdad. Yeah. You know? I mean,
0: there'll be loads of Andrew White's in Baghdad. <laughs> it's a that, local name, right, I thinking.
1: think. <laughs> oh, my word. So, yes, I, I don't know. Anything Anything that is, is possibly a bit more... Because that's what we did with Lana. I wanted something that was very distinctive. Mm. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm a big fan of Bewitched. Do you, right. remember, do you know
0: Bewitched? I know Bewitched as in the Irish band... <laughs> see, but i'm, I'm thinking there was a bewitch that was a, a show from it's, years yes, ago it's a,
1: it's a different age group here <laughs> it was a sitcom american sitcom i, I do
0: know of it i've never watched it and
1: all of their all of the names of the witches yeah ended in an a sound samantha tabitha right Endora, okay, okay. and chantra so i think i kind of like the idea of, of names ending in an a sound right from that yeah. And uh, so, so Alana was one, was picked out of the hat of, of of possible baby names. Right. But because I picked Alana's name, Mandy had to pick the other, the second child's yeah. name, and it wasn't as, <laughs> the other one. It wasn't as distinctive <laughs> yeah. as perhaps it, it it could have been. Right. So there isn't. I, I don't know is if there is another. Alana White in the world there was probably we'll another uh, another Olivia White in the world but I would yeah. I would probably go for something that was a bit more distinctive
0: yeah what can we think of that ends in an R sound uh, for blokes I don't I think there's any is there no 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 uh, what <laughs> the first thing that comes to my head I don't know why was Roger but <laughs> more uh, what, I went to a Christian last week, and to my friend, and he's called Roger. So that's probably why it's fresh in my head. So yeah, so Roger White. That actually sounds good.
1: <laughs> it's probably loud. Well, yeah, probably. probably um
0: probably That's, that's all, all I've got for you. I think that's really, really interesting. I really wanted to, like, because you're so... Ta- Actually, I've got one more question I have because it'd be daft not to use your expertise because you're somebody that's really successful in similar fields to what I do in terms of audio and yep. podcasts and all that type of stuff. What advice would you give to me? who Somebody who's trying to grow and build a podcast that's about talking to people, just basically communicating with people. What advice? Have you got any advice for me? Just carry on doing what you're doing. Yeah, I can't be doing that well. no i
1: think it it's about finding a voice it's about finding a voice and talking to an audience you know and i that's all i do
0: Mm. and my i know what my audience is i think that's probably the best piece of advice something that i've only just learned well not only just learned but only just figured out yeah yeah, is finding your audience because at first you kind of try to talk to everybody and you realize well not everybody's interested in what i've got to say Mm. Yeah. Finding an
1: audience, and that audience will grow. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, you know, often it's a case of, can you maintain doing what you're doing until your audience gets large enough to make it, yes. to be able to monetize it, yeah, yeah, that's which a challenge. we've all got, we've all got to pay the bills. Mm. So that's a, that's an issue. Yeah, but I think it's a case of just, you know, knowing who you're talking to. Mm. I know who I'm talking to. and they know the people, and that's why the walks I do, are. Are interesting because yeah. it's about getting people outside yeah. I'm not trying to say to people you know my program won't possibly you know if you, if you if you go and do three big mountains in Scotland you might not be interested in my program because it yeah. doesn't even though you're a walker and mm. I'm a walker that might not interest them because it's not the sorts of walking they do yeah but I think it's about knowing where you fit and, and I've been yeah. very careful in looking at everywhere else Mm-hmm and knowing that there's this big gap at, the, at, at at what many people would call the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to go there and say, right, well, these are my people. These are my audience. Yes. If I can talk to those people and get those people walking more and getting out for the first
0: time, then I'll have done something right. Yeah, that's brilliant. Best way to do it, best way to do it definitely. And that works for all niches. Yeah. Find the, what you're interested find in. Find the spot. Right, they're my people. And relate to them. And it's really. about
1: then whether you whether your audience is big enough to do to be able to do what you need to do, isn't it? That's yeah, the, yeah,
0: that's a separate challenge. Isn't it? that's the <laughs> next pay stage. Those <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Where can we find you, Andrew? Uh, well, you can find uh, just search online for Andrew
1: White. Avoid the Vicar of Baghdad. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But if you, find, my website is Andrew whitecouk yes and uk and it's got all the information
0: on there. And Andrew R. White yes, on Twitter. yes. Which what does the R stand for? It doesn't
1: stand for Roger, it stands for, <laughs> for Robert.
0: Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So this is Robbie White. <laughs> right, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you very much sure. for your time. And that's it. Please subscribe and follow us and all the links and stuff. You know what to do. Sound. We don't need to be that professional, mate. People are going to find it or they're not.